You're listening to Soul Sense. I'm Silkina, and I'm on a mission to raise human consciousness through the daily practice of mindfulness. This podcast is for everyone searching to meet their true authentic selves. I'm here to simplify spirituality and guide you to fully trust yourself and believe in your own magical powers, your imagination and intuition. Thank you for listening. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Soul Sense with Silkina. If you've been here before, thank you so much for coming back. And if you're new, welcome to my little world. So I had this idea. I'm full of ideas. I had this idea this morning in my meditation that I was going to create short episodes called pep talk. Or maybe I'll change it to soul talk. I'm not sure. But it's going to be very digestible, easy to consume podcast episodes where I basically give you a pep talk. I mean, if that name just didn't give away what it was. So I just recorded my first pep talk and it was about fear. And I'm really excited to release that episode. Um, I'm probably going to release it on Insight Timer first before my podcast. So if you would like to listen to it before I release it, on my podcast, head on over to Insight Timer. You can just search for Silkina and you'll find me. I've been quite regular in uploading my meditations there as well, and I've been really enjoying that. It's been a very interesting week, you guys. I have been, full disclosure, I've been so distracted this whole week, and I haven't actually had the time to pause and be with myself. I do my meditations in the morning, but it's just getting shorter and shorter. And I can truly feel the effects like in my energy and in my body. This morning, I woke up and I was like, I need to move my body. I listened to literally just two songs. I really like that song, Surrender, and it was made popular by TikTok. I don't even know who sang it. Her name is Natalie something. Um, But that song and another song called Riptide by Vance Joy, I think that's what his name is. Um, I don't usually listen to music in the morning, at least not mainstream music. Because I'm super dramatic that way that I think music is programming my mind. (laughs) Um, But I'm trying to be, you know, flexible about it because I'm human and I love watching movies and listening to music. But this morning, I just put those two music, I mean, two songs on. And I, you know, when I say that I freaking jumped around my room to release all the stuck energies. And I just kind of felt like my body was really dense and it was feeling so heavy and I wasn't feeling light. I don't know how to explain it, but, you know, just listening to those two songs, it was like three minutes each. So literally six minutes of moving around, closing my eyes and, you know, 
moving from the head into my body, it just transformed my entire day and my entire energy. And this is why I believe that spirituality is for everyone because it is really not complicated when you're feeling stuck or you're feeling uninspired or unmotivated, which by the way, I have been sort of feeling that way. And I think it's because of my body feeling dense, you know, like the messages are aren't able to kind of flow freely. And it's just not being contained in my body in the right way. If you follow me on Instagram, I haven't really posted in the past, I don't know, maybe month. Um, I've been posting on stories, but I just have nothing to say when it comes to the post. And this is why I say like I've been so distracted. And I think that sometimes we forget that when we are consuming, we don't create. We live in such a distracted world right now. There are so many things just trying to grab our attention. Like sometimes I open Netflix or Hulu or HBO Max and I'm just so overwhelmed by all of the options and I'm like I want to watch everything you know and we kind of talked about that in this episode with Arisha we talked about conscious consuming and also not feeling guilty for wanting to like give yourself a break Um, but I think I've given myself a little too much of a break. (laughs) I've been feeling in a way just super numb because I've just been mindlessly scrolling on social media. I'm actually testing a new way of being a little bit more mindful with my um, social media habits. And I really want to create a course about mindful digital habits because this is something that I think a lot of us struggle with, right? We live in a very techie world and not everybody wants to do a social media detox and that's completely fine. I mean, technology is such a huge part of our lives and it doesn't do us any good to feel guilty, but it's more about scanning and being aware of your habits and learning to develop healthier and better habits. Actually, I've been starting to use the time limit or the screen limit thing on the iPhone if you use an iPhone, and that has been super helpful. I set the limit like from 9 p.m. to 8 a.m. I can't use any apps And yes, sometimes in the morning I ignore the limit and I'm like, okay, remind me in 15 minutes, but you know, but I think it's just like a learning thing, you know, we're, we're all learning and we're making progress little by little, but yeah, this week is just a a really big lesson for me in being more mindful about my digital consumption and being more conscious about that. And Not just that, but also just not being distracted by the external world and not letting that influence my routine of, you know, sitting with myself and meeting myself. Nobody's perfect. I know people say that like as an excuse, but I mean, really, nobody is perfect. So you're navigating life 
the best way that you can. Okay, really excited for this episode, you guys. I talked to Arisha and it was just such a fun conversation. We talked mostly about the quarter life crisis and apparently you can be 30 years old and have a quarter life crisis. Um, Kind of what I went through last year, I think, and also probably many people in 2020. We talked about how to navigate a quarter life crisis, what is a quarter life crisis, how to thrive during a quarter life crisis. And we also talked about the importance of self-care and self-love and how society really views self-care in such a surface level and sometimes the true meaning of self-love is missed, you know, because some sometimes people think that self-love is selfish or self-care is selfish, but like those two words, they cannot even possibly exist in one sentence because embodying love is never selfish. So if you look at self-care and self-love as selfish, then you're probably not understanding the true meaning of self-love. There is nothing selfish about love. Um, I was reading uh, an Instagram story the other day about toxic positivity. And I mean, I've used that word before, but this person was like, there's nothing toxic about positivity. So that term itself can confuse people and make people think like when you are trying to shift your perspective, when you're in not a particularly good place, that It may seem that you're being toxic when you're being positive, but there's no such thing as toxic positivity. I have not read up a lot on that, so I don't want to, you know, like make opinions so fast, but it just kind of made sense to me in that moment when I was reading that. So yeah, I really hope that you enjoy this episode. Let me know what you think. Of course, you know that I'm on Instagram, soulsense.withsilkina. If you listen to this episode, tag me and let me know what were your main takeaways. Also, I'm on Insight Timer. As I mentioned, Silkina, I'm on there as Silkina. <laughs> I release guided meditations every week. And I'm also on YouTube. I'm probably the most active on YouTube and Insight Timer right now. Those are the two platforms that I am really enjoying. I know it can get super overwhelming when you have to like do everything on every platform. I was just the other day thinking like, maybe I should have a TikTok. And I was like, nope, I'm not gonna create a video every day for TikTok. So yeah, find me on YouTube. I've been really enjoying making videos there and I just love the idea of using video to share my messages. It's super exciting. So let me know what you think about this conversation. I'm looking forward to hearing from you and I wish you the best week ever. I'll see you on the other side. Bye. I was reading articles like about the quarter life crisis and I was like, oh my God, this is interesting. Like, I'm like, I know it's really frustrating that not everybody knows about it. (laughs) And now, now I look back 
at my time when I was 25 years old ish and I was like okay I get it like is this a thing that happens to so many people and you know what I'm thinking I can't imagine people that are going through the quarter life crisis in the middle of a literal crisis right now like the <laughs> yeah there was there was like two ways that you could look at it right there are like yes we were in the middle of a pandemic people were losing jobs left right and center there was no like established way of living because every few months you were either in lockdown or you were out of lockdown or your company was closing down or new companies were open like everybody had a completely different experience so you could always look at it as like well I'm never going to get a job and I'm never going to be happy because the world is falling apart or you could look at it like this is the only time that I'm going to have to just sit back to just sit back and think what do I want to do do I want to be here do I want to do this I've got loads of time because I'm not going out I'm not spending money I'm not like doing all of my usual things so I've got loads of free time on my hands let me try sewing or painting or making music or whatever it is and so I think they're like it became really obvious very quickly that you know whether you have like a really fixed mindset or a really growth mindset that was really obvious yeah that's so interesting but I also kind of feel like why is it so hard and I guess I'm talking for myself here more than anything but like why is it so hard for us to just rest right like I've been super aware with myself, especially this year. Last year, I kind of felt like I was okay. But this year, it's almost like any time I have a day where I'm not doing anything, I just feel so unproductive. And this is something I'm still learning where I'm like, why is it so hard for me to just switch off? Like, I'm always feeling like I have to do something like I'm running out of time or I'm trying to chase something. You know what I mean? Like, it's so hard to just be. A hundred percent. And I think from my perspective and the people that I've spoken to, my clients and my family and friends and everyone, I think it's like a massive generational thing. Like for my parents who are in their 50s and 60s like you don't rest you don't stop until you're dead like there's there's no stopping like if you don't like it you suck it up and continue going and this is like this is how I think so many mental health issues became so big because people just kept sucking it up sucking it up it's going to get better it's going to get better but not actually doing anything about that feeling and not any doing anything about changing their life to be better and no self-assessment happened and so when you grow up like that you never think of oh actually my mental health or my mindset can change I have to be the one to encourage that and enforce that and be like really really aware of who I am and how I'm feeling and I do think that it should be in schools and in universities and in all like in all types of um structured environments where our mental health is looked after and we are asked those questions like are you happy do you want to do what you're doing are you okay today like really checking in with yourself and seeing how you feel that day and then secondly I think it's up to you to decide how important your fitness your health your mindset your your well-being basically is it's entirely up to you nobody's going to check in with you to see 
if you're okay. People are going to ask you, are you okay? Your simple answer is, yeah, I'm fine. Let's get on with things. But it's up to you to really figure that out. And I think the tools and the techniques for that in you know, general media are considered very wishy-washy or very woo-woo. But in fact, those are the tools that you need to figure that, how you feel out and to figure out, well, why am I a little sad today? Why am I just not really connecting with anything right now? Why am I not satisfied with the way that I'm living? And through journaling, through meditation, through coaching, you find that out and you discover because you're digging, you're actually using your, your focus and your attention on you and figuring that out and I think you have to bring the attention and the and the awareness and the, create that time and space for you every single day which is a brand new habit and a lot of people would call it praying a lot of people would call it just sitting on the sofa a lot of people would call it going for mindful walks like whatever it is for you to just take a moment and figure out what you want to do with your day that will help so much more than you know, sitting down and stressing about why don't I feel like this? Yeah, I totally agree. I was just um, on my Instagram earlier and I saw this post um, from my friend and she was saying about how the word of the year is like self-love and like self-care. And I think she was kind of like making a joke out of it. But I was thinking about that too. Like, I think people who don't really understand like the meaning of self-love and like self-care like I think most of them just see it as such a surface level thing like oh take a bubble bath or you know be alone like that's that's a um, huge I think misconception as well as like oh for you to practice self-care you have to be alone and shut everyone out and of course there there are some days where you do want to take that time for yourself like for me, I do it every morning, for example, just 10 to 15 minutes where I'm in my room. And it's not like I'm shutting anybody out. It's just that I wake up earlier. And it's like, you know, this conversation of um, how thin the line of self-care and self and being selfish is. And I'm always telling people like, you know, I don't understand that conversation so much because it's kind of like, self-love when you're embodying love there's nothing selfish about it like it's not about being selfish I think the way they're looking at it is so surface level that they're not understanding the actual meaning of taking care of yourself and loving yourself and also self-care sometimes doesn't have to do with doing it can be a state of being like how are you talking to yourself how are you feeling um, like you said, you know, are you happy? Like, it's it's just about embodying certain things. But I don't know, I just felt called to kind of talk about that, because <laughs> I've seen so many people share things like that and mocking self care and self love. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't think they actually understand what it means to, to love yourself, you know? Well, I also think that when you're a young adult like you want to be in a really great relationship with your partner and so when you think of your relationship with your partner you want to pour all of your love and all of your attention and make your relationship the best it can be and like the brightest and the most exciting and the most loving and caring and then we're never taught that we can have all of those things by ourselves like we can have the best relationship with ourselves we can be the happiest by 
just doing what we want to do and following our gut and deciding that today's going to be a really good day and I'm going to be the brightest and best and happiest person because it is a choice and I think so many people for so long have focused on how to make relationships work how to make great connections how to make real like real winning relationships or couple goals or whatever you want to call it but they forgot the part about how to show up as that person to show up as the person that they truly love and show up as the person that they really admire and aspire to be we obviously have loads in on tv and in films and all of that kind of stuff and in magazines like i swear like every magazine is a couple update all day every day like celebrity couple updates and i just think there needs to be more awareness around how you can be better to yourself and it, it doesn't necessarily mean like taking three hour baths it doesn't necessarily mean using all of the oils or creams or whatever you want to do sometimes it is just getting home from work and turning on the tv and not feeling guilty about it and not beating yourself up about it and eating chips like it's like it doesn't have to be this massive massive effort it can be just you giving yourself a break and saying to yourself I'm knackered I just want to sit and do nothing and that's absolutely fine everybody has their own way of showing love to themselves and as long as it actually recharges you and as long as it actually fills your cup and makes you a brighter happier more energized person at the end of it that's what matters not how you do it or how you get there it's about you figuring it out for yourself Wow. I cannot tell you the amount of relief I felt when you said that. And I don't even know why, but it's almost like I just realized that it's okay to do that. Cause I've been watching a lot of shark tank recently. I know in the UK, you have the dragon's den, which I also love. And I'm like, anytime I watch shark tank, I'm like, am I wasting time? But I really like this. And I guess I'm learning a lot about business and, you know, and just like, um, that conversation I'm having in my head, I'm like, why am I feeling guilty for watching Shark Tank? Like, let me just enjoy myself and switch off. Exactly. Absolutely. And from a like, generational perspective as well, like because our cause life crisis does happen earlier on, I think we take a lot of um, advice and support and guidance from our previous generation, our parents, our teachers, our guidance counsellors, our therapists, whatever, but at the end of the day, it's your life and what makes you feel happy and makes you feel excited and makes you just go, ah, okay, I'm ready for the rest of the day. Only you know what that is. So nobody else can tell you how to do that. And I also think this is the first kind of round of saying what well, actually I really just want to take a nap at three o'clock in the afternoon and that being okay because you understand that at four o'clock you are ready to hit the day again and you are ready to go because you've taken that moment for yourself yeah that's so true and I also liked how you mentioned about choice right it really truly is mm -hmm. a choice every single moment of every day like we have the choice to determine like how we want to feel, what we're going to say, and just like these little things, um, being aware and then making a choice that's aligned with, I guess, you know, who you truly are. Yeah, absolutely. I do believe that you can choose. I'm reading a book right now. Um, it's called High Performance Habits by Brendan Bouchard, and it is an amazing book. Um, it's very lengthy, very wordy, but it is such a good book. And in the book, he basically dictates, like, when you get up every single day, 
the best thing you can do for yourself is to decide who you want to show up as. Because if you've already decided you're going to be courageous, if you've already decided you're going to be joyful, if you've already decided you're going to be calm and collected, you've already decided that. That's a decision that's been made. And anything that comes into your day, you already know, okay, this isn't going to work because I'm really calm. I'm not going to get involved. I'm going to step aside and just be myself and really flow in that type of energy. And I think when you start becoming aware of emotional intelligence, of your own emotions and figuring out how you want to feel, it opens up a whole new world to of you, of being more of yourself. Like you don't have to um, do or be or show up as somebody for somebody else. You just have to show up for yourself as yourself. Okay, I guess let's go back to the basics. What is a quarter life crisis and what does a quarter life crisis feel like? As opposed to like a midlife crisis where everyone just feels burnt out, like they, they've come to the end of their rope, like there's nothing more that they have to give left and you burn out because you can't go, go, go 24-7. You do need to take a break, which is why self-care and self-love is really important. But your quarter life crisis is almost like the absence of of that, like the absence of your purpose, your go, your drive, your your why. Your quarter life crisis is almost like, I don't really know what I'm doing right now, but I'm still doing something. I don't know why it doesn't feel like I want it to feel. And it also can feel to some people like everybody's got it all figured out, but me. And I don't know what steps I missed because everybody else seems like they're getting on with their lives just fine. And I don't feel fine. I don't feel happy. I don't feel connected. I don't feel like I know what I want out of my life. And I don't particularly want what everybody else has. So it's that question of what am I missing more than how can I get back to my regular life? Like it's really about that missing piece. And there are so many people that have experienced their quarter life crisis and just done nothing about it and just plodded along plodded along and that feeling never goes away you don't suddenly become connected to your life because you waited for for more years you continue going and it doesn't ever get any better you just get used to that feeling and that's not the way to live I want people to really connect with their life really connect with their their purpose my I was speaking to um another coach of mine and she doesn't love the word purpose and she always talks about having a mission because we're all here for a reason and some people know that instantly and some people don't and it's about taking that time to figure out what that is and sometimes your mission is making beautiful glassware or making a like better roads or cleaning the ocean like whatever that is you have to figure that out for yourself but you have to take the time to do it. So going from school to university, straight to work, straight into a relationship, straight into buying a house, all of these things are great. And all of these things are lovely to have, but if they don't feel like you're meant to be there and they don't bring you the most joy, what's the point? Yeah, and I think now it's easier for us to pause and ask ourselves like, yeah, what what do I value? Like, what really makes me happy? Like, what do I really want? Like, I don't have to follow 
what society has kind of like laid out like you said you know go go to school go to university buy a house and then retire like even retirement age I bet have changed nowadays like it's no longer in your 60s some people are retiring like in their in their 30s I don't know probably like YouTube millionaires or whatever no no not even huge millionaires but people who have invested right who have created a lifestyle that they adore and they just don't need any of the hustle anymore they don't need to continue striving I know so many people who are in their 30s and 40s who invested really really early like invested in art really early invested in properties really early and decide that actually I'm just going to hire a team to handle all of that and I'm going to take a step back and that's incredible like that is amazing but saying that there is a retirement age or saying that there's an age that you have to have it all figured out or saying that there's an age that you have to like suddenly come everything comes to fruition is such a lie like there is absolutely no age or no requirement for anything literally anything you can do anything at any age especially now that everything's been opened up and you get to do everything online which I think is incredible. Um, but also in the reverse, you don't have to have it all figured out by the age of 50. Like you can start over again and create a business and do and travel and do all of the things that you want to do because you can. Like you, there's nobody that can stop you from doing you because you'll always be miserable if you don't feel that connection to your own life. Yeah, I think the one thing that I felt a disconnect with was my whole life. I mean, I'm I'm 31, but it's like <laughs> my whole entire life. I've just had people always saying like, you know, oh, you should travel later, like when you're when you're not working anymore, like save up all your money and you know, like work now and then have fun later and I'm like, what? That to me that doesn't make sense cuz I, I love traveling and I would travel a lot like pre, you know, 2020. Yeah. And anytime that I would do that, you know, I would always hear it from someone or the other, like, you know, um, don't travel so much now. Like, like you're, you're still young and this is when you should kind of hustle and work. And then you save up all the money and then you travel later, like when you're 60. And I'm like, am I even going to still be able to walk when I'm 60? <laughs> I want to be able to run while traveling. Yeah. I also think there's something really, really special about traveling when you're broke. Like there's a massive difference between luxury travel and traveling when you are on a shoestring budget and everything matters a hell of a lot more. Um, (laughs) But I definitely would never deny somebody traveling and experiencing different cultures because I think the sooner that you travel, the more you find out about yourself because putting yourself in different cultures and different situations and and experiencing different foods and um and activities and all of that kind of stuff helps you build yourself like you really quickly learn who you are in this world by taking yourself out of your own world and showing yourself showing up in other areas of your life like you will never see somebody who lives in the middle of England or America or whatever in the Bahamas because if you don't travel you've got to figure out whether you can swim whether you like beaches whether you like cocktails on the beach like you've got to figure all of those things out for yourself um instead of just admiring them through pictures on Instagram like you've got to experience these things and if you don't like that like I'm most definitely not a beach person I'm most definitely like I love hiking 
I love the mountains. I love seeing the countryside. That's my thing. I don't get me wrong. I'd love a, a holiday on the beach, especially right now. But that's not where I would aim to go. So you've got to figure these things out. And I think the earlier that you can travel, um, the better. Also, I think when I was growing up and many, many years ago, there were very, very few people taking a gap year between school and university and the gap year was literally just to travel it was never to work it was never to you know take an internship it was always to travel because that experience alone just being able to take some time out was so rare for people to do back then and I love the fact that people are doing that now more and more and companies are realizing that actually sabbaticals really help people figure out what they want and come back better and there are more availabilities for shorter contracts like three months six months contracts to work solid for that amount of time and then go okay I'm going to take a break and you can do that because your contract states that you can do that and I love that shift in our um in our world and I guess also what 2020 has taught us is that we can literally work from anywhere. I mean, at the height of the pandemic last year, we were watching CNN air from like the basement of the anchor's house. You know what I mean? It's like if you can broadcast the news from a shoebox basement, you can literally work anywhere in the world. And I kind of feel like everyone is you know, like wanting that, that freedom more than anything. I think at the root of it, it's like freedom. They just want to be able to do whatever they want to do at any time while also, I guess, working and making money. Yeah. Um, so a really funny story. I used to work for a corporate company in London and I wanted to work because it was on the other side of London to where I live. I was like, well, I want to be able to work from home a couple of days a week and then come into the office when I've got meetings or I need to be in the office. And it was a hard no. It was a hard no because it didn't make sense for the business, obviously because they spend so much money on rent and da 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 But two, being able to be there to answer questions and all of like that creates like that office culture and it creates a smoother transition of information, but it's not necessary. And then the next year after I left because I wanted to work remotely and have that freedom in my life, 2020 happens and everybody's working remotely. And I think it goes to show that if you stop yourself or if you say you can't, the world is going to show you how you can. Like you have to be open to seeing things in a different way and being open to receiving information in a different way now, especially when everything is completely online and completely from anywhere in the world, <laughs> from people's basements to people's beaches, like you literally can work anywhere. And I feel like if that's something that you love, you've got access to it now. Some people don't, and I 100% get that. Some people who started new jobs during the pandemic definitely miss out on that office culture. Um, and to them, I say like 100% go back into the office when it's safe and when it's you know secure for you to do so and good for you. But I feel like there's so much many, so many more people who realise I really like working from home. I get more me time. I get more life in my day as opposed to just focusing on my job. I can actually focus on myself and what my family needs and what I personally need and my local community. I haven't seen my neighbours so much before the pandemic. Like we'd come out and have drinks on the streets on special occasions. But during the pandemic, we were like, 
okay, we'll just sit two meters apart and just see other human beings because you can, because you need to, because you're not seeing anybody else. And Zoom is getting really tiring. <laughs> so it was, it genuinely brought people together that wouldn't necessarily have come together before. So I think, yeah, people do want that, that real physical connection, but you can have it so much more the other way as well. And do you think that on the flip side, a lot more people are having the quarter life crisis because of what they're seeing online and they feel some sense of pressure, like they have to do so much or be someone else because they're comparing their lives to, you know, other people's feeds. I think a few things I've uh, noticed noticed in terms of patterns. I think the quarter life crisis is happening a lot younger and younger because we're so open about working online now and about making money from anywhere and anyhow now it's easy access to absolutely everybody that's looking so I do think that quarter life crisis does happen more often and I think because it happens younger for some reason it's almost this is going to sound quite negative but it's almost like creates more of a desperation to prove yourself because if you don't prove yourself on social media you're nobody and that's not very true like realistically it's not true um and there and because everything became online it meant that you had to have that online social media proof that you needed that stamp of approval from from (laughs) the world on social media and that kind of relevance isn't a great direction to go in yes social media is important yes it's great to be able to connect with your community and the people who love the same things that you do I think social media is so good for that but I don't think it should create entire lives that makes so much sense it's just that there are so many social media platforms out there like even for me I got really confused at one point I was like okay I'm on Instagram and then you know (laughs) I just started YouTube like two weeks ago and then I'm like, should I go on TikTok? And I'm like, should I make reels? And it's just like, there's so many things to do. And then in human design, I'm a projector. And as a projector, I'm apparently like not meant to kind of hustle so much. Like my job is really to just relax and, you know, do whatever feels right for me. And then just let I guess the right people and the right audience get attracted to me. And that kind of makes me feel better in a way. But still, I'm like, am I missing out on some opportunities? Like, should I be making reels like three times a week and (laughs) posting on TikTok like every day? Like, it just gets so overwhelming. And I'm not even 25. I'm like 31. (laughs) I'm way past the quarter life crisis. No, you're not. You're like genuinely not. I I know like people say that, but you're not supposed to have it figured out. And if you're still feeling like that, you're still going through your course life crisis. Um, And to the to the business stuff and just being able to show up everywhere, it really depends on who you are and what you want to be. And I think, yes, it's great to have the platforms that you that you want to show up on. And yes, it's great to be seen absolutely everywhere. But if you don't enjoy it at the end of the day, there's no point. Like you have to love what you do because if you don't love it at the end of the day, you're not going to be putting your best foot forward. It's going to become a chore and your lifetime is going to be much shorter, much more shorter than it would if you absolutely love what you do. I personally love being on Instagram. I think it's fun. It's easy. It's something that I'm so used to and I'm 
getting more and more used to it and spending far too many hours on it um but I think it's great that you have a YouTube channel I think it's great that you know that's where your audience is and that's where you think that you should be amazing I do have to say as a business owner and somebody who supports other business women you always have to think about what you own so like so many of my clients have lost their Instagrams or have had their YouTube channels cancelled and had to start over again and I think it's great to have one like hone in on one social media platform that you absolutely love being on but also hone in on your own website your own like platforms that you fully 100% own that people know about that people can contact you on that people can follow you off of the back of and all of that kind of stuff it's so important for us to own our our work and our words and our pictures and all of that kind of stuff because we put so much effort into it and understanding the difference between what we actually own and what we um, give up to the social media platforms is a huge deal in working online. So I think it's really important for people to be really aware of the right support and really understanding where they stand business-wise. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. It seems like it's happening way too much like mm -hmm. there's so many people who just lose their accounts overnight and I've actually had a conversation about this on my podcast as well about someone's Instagram who just got deleted overnight because Instagram thought that you know she was the scammer but left the scammers profile of her up so so confusing and she had to start over and um, today even in the boss babe community and you know we we met through that community I was just having a conversation with someone in the comment section and she's like my Instagram got deleted and now I don't even know if I want to start over like was it too time consuming like you know yeah. it that kind of forced I guess them to kind of take a look at their true needs and desires and wants and also what they want from their business too I guess absolutely and it is shocking because it does happen every single day and people don't hear about it enough because they're on Instagram, like looking at all the ones that are showing up and producing and all of that kind of stuff. Um, so I do feel like people need to be more careful with their social medias, but first and foremost, just follow what actually brings you more joy in your life. Like if you feel like it's not working or if you feel like it's work, it's too much hard work, it's not meant for you. Like we're not made to massively struggle. You have to learn things and grow. And sometimes growth is uncomfortable and it's not pretty but if you've been growing for some time and it's been painful every single step of the way you're on the wrong path I completely agree with that and that was kind of how I was feeling with Instagram reels I really enjoyed it like the first four reels that I've made and then <laughs> the fifth and the sixth one I'm like this is just too short for me. Like I have way too many things to say. So that's why I'm like, you know, whipping out my camera. And I actually had a YouTube channel like back in 2018, but I was vegan back then. So then I stopped being vegan. So then I was like, you know, I, I'm not going to take videos of me cutting meat. Like, you know, my subscribers <laughs> are vegan. <laughs> they must be like, what the fuck? Yeah, exactly. So then I just stopped. But then recently I'm like, okay, I, I actually... I'm kind of digging like the YouTube vibe, you know, and like I can just put on a camera and I talk a lot. So I'm like, okay, let's just try this out. And I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of enjoying that. And 
No, I was just going to say, don't forget, like if YouTube is your thing and you love editing because you clearly you have a podcast and a YouTube have had a YouTube channel, if editing's your thing, then just edit into like different little shorter reels. Like you've already got the larger content available to you. Don't forget to repurpose your content. I think a lot of people think that they have to show up completely differently. They don't. Not everybody follows you on Instagram. Who's going to follow you on YouTube? Who's going to listen to your podcast? Like nobody's going to do that. So break it down for people. Break it into small bite-sized chunks that people can consume easily and go from there. You don't need to produce new stuff all the time. Yeah, I kind of felt like you saying that is a total sign for me because I had a video that I recorded yesterday and I was like, I think I'm going to re-record it for my podcast. And then I was thinking, but that's going to be so much work. Like that's double work, but I'm like, it's okay. Like you have to make it perfect. And now I'm like, okay, I'm just going to repurpose that one. No, (laughs) repurpose. Also there's obviously perfectionism is absolute rubbish like nothing and nobody is perfect we're never born perfect for a reason we're all meant to be individual and aiming for perfection is simply just you stressing over something that doesn't actually exist and it's also that that point of maybe I don't believe in myself that's why I don't want to put all this work out maybe I don't really want to create more or do this much work or to have this much effort into something so really assessing why you're holding yourself back is a is key if you do feel like things need to be perfect or you need to show up in a certain way because we're all individuals and that's what attracts your clients and your customers and the people that value your work because you are your person you are the person who you've grown up as and that's what attracts you that's what makes you an individual and not a lot is focused on being an individual but at the end of the day like you don't you can't be anybody else you have to be yourself Yeah, I definitely think that with me, perfectionism for a long time was just a way that I was sabotaging myself. Like Mm -hmm. I just stopped taking any action, you know, and that that's like a massive setback when you don't even take any action because you feel like it has to be perfect or else it's crap. Yeah. And it's a massive sign of procrastination and procrastination always stems from stress like it is really stressful to put yourself out there it is really stressful to know what other people want and to be second guessing what you want to do all day every day and that's why I value coaching so much because it does make it clear for other people it gives you a sounding board to have all of those conversations that are going on in your head out into the world like with somebody who can hold space for all of your thoughts and all of your opinions but also show you some guidance and show you some love in a way that's not geared to anything else but your, your best self yeah 100 percent. okay this has been an amazing conversation <laughs> I kind of feel like a lot of people are gonna relate to this hard because I also see that um a lot of my listeners are actually between the age of 18 to 25 which I never expected when I started my anything really (laughs) my Instagram my podcast my YouTube I'm like I think maybe 30 year olds or like 40 year olds watch me but turns out you know a lot of teens watch me so that's great hope I'm a good role model um yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah stay in school I don't know do people still go to school <laughs> I feel like people are just at home I have no idea Zoom what school. school I don't know what the Gen Z's are doing I mean 
I guess if they're listening to me, they think I'm cool. I can't even keep up with my 18 year old niece. I'm like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> like she just taught me a new word the other day. She's like, sus. I'm like, what is sus? And she's like, suspicious. I'm like, how is that? How was I supposed to know that? <laughs> like it's in the dictionary oh, so and I missed it. <laughs> yeah. Like why couldn't you just say suspicious it's not that hard or long she's like it's so sus I'm like okay anyway moving on but I think there is some value in in turning the way that we learn and the way that we create on its head and and learning from our younger generations as opposed to telling them what to do because we've experienced it yeah totally um so I love asking this question to kind of close the episode off Mm -hmm. what is the best advice that you've ever gotten oh god um I have this one saying and I think it's in absolutely everything that I do but it is everything happens for you for a reason and my a few like god so many years ago I had um two deaths in my family and I'd never really experienced deaths before this and I really questioned like why both of them happened so one was somebody that was um had lived his life like he's really his like granddad really old and it wasn't like a massive shock but it was just like an, an ending and someone um was very very young and I just didn't get I just didn't get why they passed away like I just couldn't get my head around it I couldn't get a hold of my emotions none of it made sense and both of them combining together just (laughs) really really messed me up and I remember at the funeral um my mum we'd gone over and we were in a hotel room and my mum just sat me down and she was like you don't have to know why you just have to understand that it's happened for a reason and you don't need to know the reason, you don't need to know the purpose, you don't need to learn the lesson, you just need to know that this was meant to happen for you, for some lesson, for something, and like holding on to that thought all the time takes so much worry and stress out of my life, like I was a massive, massive planner, and I love being organised, and I love knowing exactly what's going to happen when it happens, but now I'm like, well, it's going to happen the way that it's going to happen, whether I put all of the effort into it or not. And I think that that phrase and that thought process really opened me up to just being myself and, and seeing how the world opens up for me to act as myself and bring all of my superpowers. Yeah, I love that. That's such a good reminder. It's so simple. Mm-hmm. And sometimes we just forget it, especially people who are obsessed with control. <laughs> to want to control every (laughs) single thing in their lives um so that's a really good reminder yeah it's a reminder for me (laughs) um so tell our listeners where they can find you or if they would like to work with you what do you have going on um absolutely so my business and my website are called thecoachableyou.com and I uh I'm always on Instagram like I said which is also thecoachableyou so if you do have any questions or anything like that I'm always open I'm always in my DMs just reach out (laughs) oh also just on the perfectionism thing I have a free free guide on my Instagram for all procrastinators, for all levels of procrastinators. Um, And it's basically me just dumping all of this information into a guide that helps you get through it, get over it, and onto a better version of yourself. 
Wow. I love that. I'm definitely grabbing that guide. I feel like I need it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for your oh, time. No, you so this has been me. amazing. I would love to know what you learned from this episode. What were your main takeaways? Please connect with me over on Instagram and YouTube at SoulSense with Silkina. Also give us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcast. I read every single one of them and I love them. Thank you for listening. Subscribe to Soul Sense with Silkina wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.